0: Welcome to our FLC audio broadcast. We believe today's word will empower you to lead a strong life. Now, let's begin and get ready for this week's inspiring message. It is estimated that in the average lifespan, we will walk through no no less than 1.3 million doors. That's a lot of doors. Doors of all shapes, doors of all sizes, doors of all colors, doors of all kinds of materials. We're gonna walk through a lot of doors in our lifetime. I'd like to just give you A few examples of what some of those doors might be. Front door, back door, side door, bedroom door, garage door, shower door, cupboard door, car door, sliding door, pocket door, screen door, automatic door, revolving door, trap door, double door, closet door, bathroom door, church door, hotel door, cellar door, barn door, swinging door, golden door, refrigerator door, and stage door. Doors. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. (laughs) Look at somebody and tell them, say doors. Doors. These doors represent a lot of things in our lives. They represent entrances. They represent exits. They represent opportunities. They represent barriers. They represent boundaries. They represent solutions. They represent escapes often. But there's something else these 1.3 million doors also represent in our lives they represent decisions decisions and I wonder how often how many of us think about all of these decisions and doors that we'll walk through in our lives here's the truth the truth is that the most important decision you'll make in your life is not a door that you walk through but it's a door that you'll answer So, I want you to think today about how many doors you've walked through, how many decisions you've made in your life to this point, and where they're leading you today. Have you ever thought about all the different kind of knocks that there are in life? You ever thought about how many different kind of knocks there are? There is, uh, for example, there is the panic knock. Has anybody ever heard the panic knock? The panic knock goes something like this. Ready? You're frantic. You need to end badly. That's the panic knock. And then there is... The demanding knock. Usually the demanding knock follows the panic knock, right? There's the panic knock, there's no answer, followed by the demanding knock. And then there is just simply the annoying knock. And uh, what about the fun knock? (laughs) Or uh, what about the, oh, this is one of my favorites. Uh, You come home late at night. You're past your curfew. You don't want to wake dad up, but you want to let mom know you're home. I call this the mom knock. (laughs) Did you hear it? Exactly. <laughs> uh, then there are uh, things that are they're scary knocks. I love the scary knock. You ready? <laughs> That's the scary knock. And then there are the, the knocks that your kids' friends do. They come over, right? They come over to see if your kids can come out and play. your, your their friend, your kids' friends. They come over, and this is what that knock sounds like. You ready? <laughs> How many of you have heard that knock before? Here's what's funny about that knock. <laughs> I love that knock because when you go to the door and you open the door, so like if you're if you're coming to the door, if I'm at the door and I'm knocking, when you come to the door, this is what they look like. You ready? They go. They're not even paying attention. <laughs> Just digga it, dig, it, dig it. They're screaming at their friends out in the street. Right? That's the kid's friend knock. And then, of course, there is just the normal knock, which is, just, you know, knock on the door five times. How do we respond to knocks? It's interesting when you think about the fact that you'll be at home sometimes just chilling out in your stanky sweats, right, and uh, <laughs> sitting back, the one you don't want anybody to catch you in, those, those, those sweats. Everybody has a pair of those sweats, right? They're the pair you might not have washed since last Easter, but they're molded, and they're formed, and they're shaped, and they're perfect, and they're soft. And, and you're hanging out in your sweats. You're not expecting anything. And all of a sudden, you hear the normal knock. <laughs> like, what? Wait, somebody's here. And well, here, wait, hang on. Let me set this up for you a little bit better. Because your house... Hasn't been picked up all week long, right? I mean, this is a chill day. This is sweats day. This is I'm not picking anything up day. And all of a sudden, you hear the... Something like that. And you're like, oh, I got to pick up. I got to pick everything. I got to put these stupid kids. Why don't they ever put anything away? They never pick up after themselves. And so you run around, you pick everything up, and you... Closet. And you go to the closet door. And you open the closet door and you throw it all in. <sighs> 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 yes. <laughs> right. And you answer the door. And a panic sets in because your house is all out of order. And now you are out of breath. <sighs> <sighs> but then there's another knock. There's another knock that we hear sometimes when we're just kind of hanging out at home and it, it goes something like this. <laughs> and what do you know? Salesman, right? <laughs> salesman, wanted to come and sell you something. Uh, my wife got uh, was in this just about a week or so ago. Uh, someone arrived at the door, knocked on the door. She went to the door and opened the door and it was a vacuum salesman. And I wasn't aware that people still sold vacuums door-to-door, but they do, and that's awesome. And um, so she let them in, and she said, I've got 10 minutes. They're like, "We'll just take 10 minutes of your time, ma'am, right? Right. And so uh, she said, just 10 minutes, that's all I have, just 10 minutes. Well, an hour later, as they were leaving, right, she had already decided she couldn't, she couldn't do the vacuum. But we hear these calls, and we know that the, the salesman shows up, and they are, they're going to want something from us. And we're like, well, I don't have anything to give today. It's not going to work, whether it's candy bars or vacuums or whatever the case is, or magazines. We just feel like they're coming to get something from us. And then there's the, uh, there's the third knock that I want to talk about today, and that is this knock that you hear. And what do you know? It's a friend, right? And a friend has come over to visit you, to spend some time with you. And this is what I love about friends coming over to your house. They don't care how messy your house is. They don't care if it's picked up or not. They're not coming to try to sell you something. They're just there to build relationship, be in relationship, and just have some fun with you. Well, here's what I want you to know today. I want you to know today that Jesus knocks on the door. The the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, Jesus says this. He said, look, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus knocks on the door of our lives. And so the question is, what are we going to do when Jesus knocks on the door of our lives? In some cases, when Jesus knocks on the door, we go into panic mode. You know why we go into panic mode? Because our life is messy. We hear Jesus knock on the door of our heart and we say, Jesus, you can't come in right now. My life is out of control. My life is an absolute mess. Please let me get it together first. And then I can think about letting you in. Know. We run around trying to pick up all the loose pieces of our lives, trying to call friends and ask for forgiveness. We're trying to get things together. Why? Because we want to be able to respond to Jesus, but we feel like we've got to get things cleaned up first. Can I give you some good news today? Jesus doesn't care about how messy your life is. He doesn't care about how messy your situation is. In fact, the reason he showed up is not to point out the mess. He came to help you get it cleaned up. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about running around. Hey, No, Jesus, hang hey, on a second. Who's there? Right? And we're trying to get, him to get him to go away. And so we throw everything into the closet. And we finally... Come in, Jesus. All clear. It's all clean. What? What? No, 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 no. No. This is this is just where I like to lean throughout the day. This is my leaning door. There's nothing in here. I'm not trying to hide anything. Jesus? No. No, 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 no. You, no, you don't need to go in here. Don't. You don't need to go in this door, Jesus. I'll just, whew, I love to lean right in this spot right here. No, oh, Jesus, no, no, stay away, Jesus. Right? And we go to defending the things that we're. We just try to hide it in the closet or shove it under the rug. But guys, can I tell you something today? We don't have to hide stuff from Jesus. He didn't show up to tell us how dirty our lives were, how messed up we are. He came to help us get it together. And we can take, we can take hope in the fact that Jesus knows how to help us navigate the messes that we get our lives into. You know, the reality is that sometimes we open the door to mess in our lives, Sometimes it's the decisions that we make that cause our lives to be out of kilter and a little bit of chaos. But the good news is, Jesus doesn't ask us to get it all together before he comes in. He says, no, I'm coming in to help you. Yeah. Yeah. you now, sometimes we feel like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> Forgot a shoe sitting over there. Sometimes we feel like Jesus is a salesman. All he wants is something from us. Jesus just wants me to Give up my career. Jesus just wants me to give up my friends. He just wants me to give up my hobby. He just wants me to give up TV. Jesus wants me to give up certain kinds of food. Jesus wants me to give up. And we're always talking about and thinking about all these things that Jesus wants us to give up, but Jesus is not a salesman. He's not knocking on your door to try to get something from you. He's here to bring something to you. He's here to bring you peace. He's here to bring you wisdom. He's here to bring you confidence and courage. In life, can I get a witness? Anybody, let Jesus in and experience what he brings into your reality. He's not coming to get something from us, guys. He's not a salesman. No, I love who Jesus is. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is a friend. Now, we look at the reality that we think, you know, we gotta get our lives together. But I wanna show you in Romans chapter five and and verse six, this fact, we feel like our life is a mess. Our situation is a mess. I can't let Jesus into this reality right now. There's no way he'll accept me as I am. There's no way that I can come to him as I am. Yet we read in Romans chapter five and verse six, this good news, which says this. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this, for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we, shouldn't, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We wouldn't know what to do to clean our lives up for God. But verse 8 says this. Are you ready? Verse 8 says this. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, While your house was in shambles, while your life was messed up, while your situation was out of control, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for you. You don't have to get your life together. You don't have to try to how so many times in my life as a pastor, I've heard people say to me, I'll ask them, I say, where are you with Christ? And people will tell me, I'm just working on a couple things, pastor, and as soon as I get a couple things together, then I'm, I'm going to get back in church and I'm going to start serving Jesus again. My response is, you don't know, don't wait. Don't wait. Let Jesus in today. Yeah. Let him in right. He'll help you get those things together. Yeah. See, you just think you can get it together, but we'll just mess it up again. Yeah. No, we need Jesus. Anybody here today need Jesus yeah. Yeah. to help you get some things together. Yeah. Yeah. Then let him in. Let him in. When we look at the fact that Jesus is not trying to get something from us. And I love what Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8 says. Philippians 3 and 8 says this, Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so I could gain Christ. What is he showing us here in Philippians chapter 3? What he's saying is that when I sit down and I take inventory of my life. If I really think about this idea that Jesus may be coming to my door and knocking on my door to try to get something from me, then I have to be honest with myself and ask the question, what do I possibly have to offer Jesus that is of any value? Certainly not my home, my house, my, my car, my, my pursuits. What, what do I have to offer Jesus that is of any value? No, On the contrary, Jesus comes and knocks on the door because he brings value into our life. He is the one who causes us to be valuable. With his love in our hearts, the Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags. That's what the Bible says. That all the things that we think that we could offer God, they're just like filthy rags. But when we open the door to Christ, he comes into our life. And he brings great value into our reality. He gives us purpose in life. He gives us direction in life. I promise you this. If today you're seeking purpose and direction in your life, you need to open the door to Jesus. Because you've not even imagined what God wants to do with you. How he wants to use you. Listen, I know people today that could, they, they, they come to me and they'll talk to me all the time. And they'll say, Pastor, you cannot imagine what God is doing with my life right now. And they'll say to me, I could never have imagined that God would use me in this way. But family, friends, listen, we're seeing it all the time in the lives of people that those who once had no hope, they let Jesus into their life. Now their life is filled with hope. Now their life is filled with purpose. I was just talking to a friend today between services. And she was sharing this very thing with me. She said, I wanted to let you know what Jesus has done in my life. And just over this past week, the Lord has opened some amazing doors of opportunity for her that there's no way she could have opened for herself. And this is what she told me. She said, it's because I let Jesus into my life. And once I let him in, there are doors he opened. There's no way I could have done it. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you something today? Jesus is not trying to get something from you. He's trying to get something to you. Yeah. And so if we'll just take a minute, pause, respond to the knock, and open the door, I'm telling you right now, God's going to do amazing things with your life. Can I get a witness today? Anybody experiencing that? So there's no sale here. There's no sale here. It's all free. The only cost is relationship. Relationship with Christ. And finally, we look at Jesus, and we, we see that actually... He's a friend. He's the friendly knock. Jesus is the one that when you hear the knock, it's a friendly knock. Yeah, it might throw us into panic mode because we feel like our life, our house is out of order. It, you know, we may think for a second. We may pause thinking, well, he want something from it. But when we realize that Jesus is not here to judge our reality, and he's not here to, uh, to try to get us to give something up, he's here to help us get our lives together and bring us new life. I love what Revelations 3.20 says. and I referred to it earlier, but I want to finish the verse now. It says this, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. We will share a meal together as friends. It is good news today for us to know that Jesus calls us a friend. He doesn't call us a client. He doesn't call us a stranger. He calls us a friend. In John chapter 15, verses 13, 14, and 15, this is what the Bible says. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. Isn't it good to know today That you are a friend of Christ. You know, maybe today that's the first time you've heard that. Maybe you've never heard somebody say to you, you are a friend of Jesus. Jesus considers you a friend. And when you realize that truth, when you understand that idea and you realize that Jesus is your friend, then it gives you the confidence to say, come on in Jesus, come into my life. Come into my reality. Help me, lead me, guide me. Walk this thing out with me. And the Bible says he's faithful to do that. Here's the truth is that some of us have not yet opened the door of our hearts and lives to Christ. My prayer is that today, before you leave this place, that you will have made the choice and decision to open the door, to answer the knock that I know right now the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart, to answer that knock and let Jesus in. There are many of us who have opened the door to Christ. We have said, Jesus, come into my life, be my Savior, and he's brought with him salvation. Yet in our lives, there are many doors that are still closed to him. What about your marriage? Is the door of your marriage open to Jesus? What about your career, your job? Is the door of your career and job open to Jesus? Can you be used on the job to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is that door open? What about your family? What about your future? Is the door of your future open to Christ or is this something that you want to keep in your own control and you, you want to guard the door and not let anybody in to your future? you got it all figured out and this is the way it's going to be. Jesus just wants access. To your future. Why? Because his plans, you guys, I'm telling you right now, his ideas and his thoughts are so far above and beyond what we could think or imagine about what we could plan for our future. And the Bible says if we'll let him in, he will guide our steps into the most amazing future you ever could have thought of. But you've got to give him access. You've got to let him in. So maybe you've said, Jesus, come into my heart, be my savior. But there are other areas of your life where he is knocking and saying, I want in. I want in in that area of your life. Will you respond to that? And we also have to watch that we don't leave doors open to things in life. Maybe you had a bad experience in your past. Maybe something, you didn't make great choices in the past and you've gone throughout the rest of your life just leaving the door open to your past. And as a result of that, it's just a constant flood of guilt, a constant flood of shame. The enemy keeps bringing it up to you. People keep bringing it up to you, and they just won't let the past go. Can I tell you something? When you let Jesus into your life, you may not be able to on your own. It may be difficult to shut that door on your past, and you're pulling and struggling against it, but it keeps coming up. But when you let Jesus into your life, he empowers you, gives you the strength and courage to shut that door on the past. Same thing is true of sin. Maybe you've opened the door to your body, to lust and the desires that you shouldn't have and that you pursue and you seem like you can't, can't get them under control. In our own strength sometimes, it's hard for us to make those decisions. Even with our friends sometimes helping us, encouraging us, it's still hard to break free from the addiction, to break free from the habit. But when you let Jesus into your life, he strengthens you so that you can finally shut the door on sin in your life. Maybe, maybe you've left the door open to pride. Maybe you left the door open that says, you know what, I don't need anybody. I can do this on my own. I got this. And what you find yourself on is a roller coaster ride because you keep failing and failing and failing. And just when you get a little bit ahead, seem, things, things seem to fall behind again. And it's just an up and down roller coaster ride of life that's just full of drama and strife and confusion. Why is that? Because we're trying to do things in our own power. It's impossible for us to orchestrate what God wants to orchestrate in our lives. We could spend 10 lifetimes trying to do what God can accomplish in a sentence. The reality is, is that when you let Jesus into your life, he'll give you the strength and the courage to shut the door on pride. And through humility, you'll begin to enjoy success like never before. I want you to think about these things today. Have you opened the door to Christ in every area of your life? There's one more door I want to tell you about today. I believe this is the most important door ever in the history of mankind. In fact, I know it is. Without this door, we would not be sitting here today. In Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 1 and 2, we read the the brief description of the very first Easter Sunday morning. The Bible says in in verse 1 of Luke chapter 24 that early on Sunday morning, there were some women that went running to the grave of Jesus. You see, just a few days prior, Jesus had given his life on the cross. He'd taken nails in his hands and his feet, a spear into his side, and he'd given up his life for me and for you. And that death is powerful. That death is important because he sacrificed ultimately and took all of our sins upon him. He died, was taken down off the cross, was put into a grave. The Bible teaches us that three days later, early Sunday morning, that these women went to see Jesus. And to hopefully gain access so they could go in and anoint his body, put, put incense and all kinds of different things on his body as was custom to do of those who had died. But I want you to see what Luke chapter 24 and verse two says, are you ready? Are you ready to see what the reality was with the, the most important door in our history? In Luke chapter 24 and verse two, the Bible says this. When they arrived, they found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. You guys, when they showed up, the door was already open. Jesus had already opened the door of salvation to all of us. He'd already given his life, but he didn't stay in the grave. The Bible says when they went to the grave, they found the door wide open. And here's the good news. The good news is that the door's been open ever since. The door to man has never been shut. When Jesus opened that door up, he opened it up once and for all. What is that? It's the door of salvation. It's the door of deliverance. It's the door of hope. It's the door of peace. And when we open our heart to Christ, when we say, Jesus, come in, he brings the full power of who he is into our lives. I love this so much because it's not a door we had to even open. He made the way. All we have to do is say, Jesus, come in. Come in. We read on in John chapter 20. Later that evening, his disciples were hanging out behind closed doors because they were afraid. You see, fear will cause you to shut doors that should be open in your life. They had shut the door they were afraid that the religious rulers of the day were going to come and throw them in jail because they had been Christ followers. Well, now Jesus was dead. There's all kinds of stuff going on, riots happening, and it was, a, it was a big deal. So they were sitting in that room, door locked. Watch what the Bible says. In verse 19, it says, That Sunday evening the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them And I want you to notice what he said. He didn't say, man, guys, this place is a mess. Hey, fellas, I have something here. You want some of it? You want to buy it? If you give me something, I'll give you this. No, what did he say? Jesus brought something with him. Friends, I'm here to tell you today. You may have tried to lock Jesus out, but he's not given up on you. He continues to knock on the door of your life, and he's bringing something with him that you and I desperately need in our lives, and that is his peace. He comes into them in this moment. Doesn't make them feel guilty because of their lives or because they were afraid. And just simply says to them, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And here's what I love What I love is that I believe, just like in this moment. In verse 21, he says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus is all about giving. Jesus is all about pouring into our reality. And this is what I love about this, is that the same Jesus that was there with those men and women on that day is the same Jesus that is here today, right now, in this moment. And he's knocking on the door of your heart and my heart. And he wants access to our lives. Of all the decisions that you'll make in your life, of all the doors that you'll walk through in your life, the most important thing you'll ever do doesn't involve going through a door. It involves opening a door. And that is opening the door to Christ in your life today. I wonder, Jesus is knocking, are you gonna let him in? The reality, you guys. I don't have to guess at this. I know that this is true because the Word of God tells me. John 3.16 says that God loved us so much, He sent Jesus. Revelation 3.20 teaches us that Jesus is knocking today. I know that Jesus is knocking on many, many hearts in here right now. Whether you've never received Christ into your life, whether you've never said, Jesus, come in and be my Savior, or if you've just not given God access that he wants in different parts of your lives, I know today that Jesus is knocking. It's been on your heart, it's been on your mind, you felt it in your spirit. There's something different about it. I'm feeling like I want to allow Jesus into my life more and more. In fact, I know it's true because we wouldn't be here today together if it wasn't for the fact that Jesus was knocking on your heart's door. I want to pray with you. If you would just bow your heads with me. If you say, Pastor, I know that Jesus once in my life, he's been knocking for some time now. I felt it. I've known it. I just felt like I needed to get things together first. Felt like maybe it was too big a price to pay. Maybe there I didn't have what he needed. But now you realize it's not about getting your life together first. It's not about what you can offer God, but it's about what Jesus brings to you. Today, he wants to bring salvation into your home. Today, he wants to bring a new reality, a new future for you. If you're here today and you just say, Pastor, I want to pray that prayer. I want to open the door to Christ in my life today. I want to make the decision to open this door to my life and let Jesus... In, I want to give him access to my reality and have him be my leader in life my savior, my salvation while you're sitting right where you are I'm just going to ask you if that's you just to raise your hand up and say that's me, I want to pray that prayer right now that's awesome, I see those hands you are among friends today guys you are among friends most important decision you will ever make in your life you're saying Jesus I want to welcome you into my life. Just lift your hand up and say, that's me. I want to receive Christ into my life. That's awesome. I see those hands all across this room today. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't throw anyone out. You don't turn your back on anyone, but you receive all of us. Anyone else before we pray together? Thank you, Lord. This is your moment. This is your time where you let Jesus into your life. Going to shift your reality it's gonna get better and better from here can I get a witness, does it get better and better church? everybody pray this prayer with me If you raised your hand just now, I want you just to pray this in faith believing that the word of God is true, we're gonna pray the word and receive Christ into our life, open the door to him right now just say Jesus I believe in you I believe you died for me I believe God raised you from the dead and you are alive today thank you for knocking on my heart's door I willingly let you in and give you total and complete access to my life forgive me of my sins help me to live the life you have for me amen listen can I be the first to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Church, are we excited today? Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Listen, we want to we want to encourage you. You need to get connected to a church body. We invite you to get connected to this church body because we're going to love you. We're going to teach. We're going to help you. We're going to get you ready for the call that God has on your life and we're gonna see great things happening in your reality because of the decision that you just made I gotta say it again congratulations that's a big deal it's a big deal thank you for letting Jesus in today But before we go maybe you would say you know what Pastor Tom I've asked Jesus into my life I'm a believer but there are areas of my life where I've I've shut the door to Christ and I've said no you can't have access to this area of my life, Jesus. You can have all these other things, but where it concerns my, my career, no, I got that. I, I want to keep control of that. Where it concerns my family, no, no, I, I got that, Jesus, no. But see, Jesus wants access to every area. And here's what I realize is I know because I've felt it in my own life. I know that Jesus is knocking and saying, will you let me in? Will you let me in? Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? This is my moment. This is the time when I need to make that decision to say, God, you've been dealing with my heart in this area for so long. I'm letting you in today. I'm opening the door to you today in this area of my life. If that's you, just lift your hand up. I want to pray a special prayer of courage for you to make that choice. You're just saying, there's an area of my life I need to let Jesus in. I've been kind of been keeping him out been trying to do it on my own. You say, but this is my moment, my decision right now. I'm doing this. I'm letting him in. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for being brave. I know that takes courage to do that. But you know what? The payoff is huge. The payoff is saying, come on, Jesus. Come into this area of my life. I promise he's going to come in. He's going to help you. I'm believing in faith with you right now. Jesus is going to help you in that area. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to equip you. And you're going to begin to see change you've been desiring in that. Why? Because you let Jesus in. will not you stand with me today? I'm going to pray for you in just a second but as we get ready to go and Jeremy's going to come dismiss you in just a second I just want to say from my heart thank you for being here today thank you for celebrating Jesus with us today I hope that as you go through the rest of this week every door that you walk through when you walk through the doors at the back wall when you go out the doors of the church and you get in the door of your car you drive home and get out your car door and you go in your front door and you walk through your kitchen door and you walk over to the refrigerator door here's what I want you to know is that Jesus is always knocking. There's never a place in your life where you can't respond to Jesus and say, come on in, Jesus. I want to encourage you to do that. I want to, I want to encourage you to say, man, let him in. Let him in like never before. Let him in. Let me pray for you. You raise your hand. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for strength and courage for those who lifted their hands and said, I need to let Jesus in to this part of my life. Lord, you know what's in their heart. You've been knocking in that area with them already. So I'm praying, God, for strength to stand against the enemy that would try to cause them to doubt. The enemy that would try to cause them to to walk in pride and, and keep control. God, and I thank you that you right now are bringing wisdom, that you're bringing courage, that you're bringing confidence, that you're bringing peace. Jesus, these are all things that you said you'd bring it to our lives. And so I pray for my friends that have said, there's an area of my life that I need to give God greater access to. I pray that you would give them the boldness and the strength to, by faith, do that, God, and begin to see your hand at work in their lives. In Jesus' name. So I believe today that there's a spirit of resurrection upon your life. I believe today that dreams are being resurrected in your life. I believe today that hope is being resurrected in your life. I believe today that the door over those things has been rolled away once and for all. Jesus is alive. His salvation is available. His peace, his hope, his courage, his confidence is available to you. And nobody can shut that door on your life. He's opened it to you. Give him access. Let him in. Let him in. I love you guys. Happy Easter. Why don't you turn to somebody and just tell them, say, Jesus is alive. We trust that today's message has been an encouragement to you. If you have any questions or would like more information about Family Life Church, visit us on the web at www.yourfamilylife.org.